0: mom friend hotline how may i help you hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of mom friend hotline it's me yasmina Yasu, your local mom friend and today we are going to be discussing about body image and general the how society associates um body image and how you should actually maybe be looking at your own body in a way, or no, that was badly formulated, how society defines your body versus how you should actually probably define your body and your happiness in your body. So uh, I, I have to admit that I had a mental breakdown kind of For 10 minutes ago, I don't know, uh, you guys might be suffering from PMS, which is premenstrual syndrome. I usually suffer from postmenstrual syndrome. For some reason, I said menopause, so uh, editing, hello. I just had my period (laughs) for like a week ago, but I'm experiencing PMS right now, which means uncontrollable hormone mood swings uh, resulting in uncontrollable crying, which happened for 10 minutes ago, as said, Uh, and during this 10 minute period. I cried uh, and then I felt really angry and then I felt really frustrated and then I cried some more and here we are recording this podcast because I wanted to talk about this. So as I mentioned, it was a bit of a trigger warning. So we will be talking about, or I will be talking about body image and how you know, you should be associating, or I will be talking about body image and possible toxic thoughts and how to turn those toxic thoughts into positive ones. So, uh, as I said, a listener, discretion advised, but I would really recommend, even though this might be in your, um, not in your comfort zone, that you listen through because you might get something out of this and might learn to appreciate your body more in case you have um, some hard times sometimes with accepting yourself and the body in which you are now. Oh my god, where do I start off? <sighs> Literally, I'm so loaded with negative emotions right now because first of all, I'm really pissed off at society. I'm probably going to cry at some point. So I'm I'm probably going to have to pause this as well. But, um, this all started off. I'm going to be brutally honest in this podcast, but uh, in this episode, this actually like started off for or the chain of thoughts um 20 minutes ago when I was in the shower. And I thought to myself that it's completely despicable and disgusting that in society we're completely focusing on our body in a way that what it looks like and giving our self-appreciation or the society is pushing us to give appreciation to our body depending on what the body looks like and not necessarily what the body actually does for us. Now we've retreated more and more into a direction where society also kind of pushes us to give accept oh my god sorry (laughs) give acceptance to our body depending on how we also feel inside that body so no matter what you look like uh, the most important part is how you feel in that body and that I completely agree with the most important part is that you would feel good in your body no matter what size or shape or whatever your body might look like now, we probably all have insecurities, and they vary from day to day and from time to time how strong or how unstrongly we feel about them, and per- probably also from personality to personality how much insecurities can, in a way, control our lives. Okay. I always have a problem with me blowing onto the microphone. I'm sorry about that, guys. So um, So I was in the shower, and I thought about this, and I thought... That in an ideal society, I feel like our society would be pushing us to be grateful for the every single small things that our body are capable of doing every single day that we take for granted. It's like your body, when every single time that you focus on a small detail that you don't necessarily like about yourself, or you feel ashamed of what you look like, or you feel hatred towards a part of your body you know, which comes from the outside, what you look like. I feel like my body is internally screaming, fuck you, Susan. Like, I've literally been carrying you around this whole day. Uh, You did an an intense 65-minute, you know, workout today, and I was dying the whole time. Okay, I provided you oxygen for 65 minutes, and you know how hard that took? I I literally had to pump this fucking heart at 178 (laughs) heartbeats per minute, and you don't give it, you're just staring here looking at A little birthmark on your fucking ass thinking that it doesn't look nice and that you know you can't pose in a bikini that's not actually i don't have a birthmark on my ass but you know i'm trying to point out the details actually love all my birthmarks i do have one on my on my leg and one on my back but anyway that's beside the point you know, and then, (laughs) so the body's like, you know, fuck you, and you still haven't given me, you've only given me half a liter of water today, like, what the fuck, uh, excuse me, I would have needed at least two and a half liters of water by now, and, um, where is my post-workout snack, like, excuse me, you ate something, yes, but where, where is my treat, like, you know, like, excuse me, can I, where is my praise, where is my, you always focus on your fucking cellulite, like, nobody gives, like, the cellulite gets so much fucking attention, it makes me jealous, literally, and, like, each different body part just screams this at you, um, each time you go out drinking, your liver is, like, What the fuck, Susan? The next day you're just complaining about a fucking hangover. Well, yes, I had to overwork for the past eight hours because you decided to drink 24 margaritas. Was that a fucking brilliant idea, Susan? No, you should have been drinking water like I was trying to tell you last night by sending signals to your brain that you're thirsty, but you just thought, oh, no, I just need more margaritas. Well, yeah, this is what you fucking get, Susan, okay? And now you're blaming me. Oh, you're blaming me for not poisoning you to death. Could you just thank me for once for doing my fucking job? Like, excuse me. And then your stomach every single day is like, I have to live in acid. I have to live in fucking acid just to break down your food so that you could get different vitamins and minerals and be happy. And here you are fucking crying over your crooked toenail. Like literally, could you, could you just... Woman, what the fuck? You know, I feel like that's what our bodies are constantly thinking every single day when people concentrate on the small insecurities and the small matters of life. As I said, for me, I looked at myself in the mirror from behind. Um, and I've always not always, but it's it's depended. I've had an insecurity over my back because I have a really wide back. And um society has portrayed for a quite long while that um the ideal beauty standard, you have a more narrow shoulder, you know, and then you have the kind of hourglass figure. I feel like the hourglass figure has been quite consistent. Mm. But for instance, in the Greek era, it was just an hourglass figure with a lot of curves, meaning that there was more fat and more um, mass, so to say, to the body. And that was a sign that you were getting enough food. Um, and now it's just gone to a more skinnier model or the Kardashian model right now, uh, which I feel, first of all, is insane. If I would be a, a famous person, like in the same status of the Kardashian-Jenners, I would absolutely say if i would get any single surgery on my body i don't think that's anything to be ashamed of but you should be ashamed of it if you are not if you're lying about it if you're saying oh no my booty just looks this thick naturally i just work out here is my 25 step workout routine so that you can get this peach ass just like me no i did not get butt implants twice um, now, why am I not sitting on this chair? Oh, uh, that's just because my butt is so sore from this workout. No, not the butt implants I just took last week. You know, like there are so many probably young girls who or older girls or women or whatever gender you associate yourself with, with people looking at their butts and being like, why is my butt like that? And the only way that this person has achieved that butt is by getting butt implants. And I don't get why people can't be honest about it because there's nothing to be ashamed of if you want to, like, change your body in any single way. But I feel like the most important part is being honest about it. You know, if you get a nose job, why would you lie and say, oh, no, I was born with this perfectly cute little nose? Like, no, you have, you know, you have Middle Eastern backgrounds. People usually have, I don't know if they actually have bigger noses there, but, you know, that I was, I wasn't, okay, that was a bit... That was wrongly said, but you know what I mean? Like, if everybody else in your family has a big nose, and then you suddenly have a teeny, meaty nose, uh, and you're like, no, I didn't get a nose job, when you actually did, it's like, well, you're only lying to yourself. And it doesn't make you any less beautiful if you admit that you've gone under the knife in a way, because I feel like it's become more and more acceptable by society, which is also kind of eh, misleading, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like you should be going under the knife, just... To make yourself feel prettier but if it's really something that's controlling your thoughts and ideas and so forth and it's going to make you pretty like feel a lot better about yourself then why not you know Uh, but be honest about it but that wasn't my point my point was that we're so fixated society makes us so fixated on validating ourselves and our bodies through what we look like what we partly feel like but it's all on the outside it's all skin and Muscles and bones and fat that we can see. Well, you can't see bones, but you know, the stuff that you can see and not what's going on under, underneath the skin layer. All the basic things that you don't even think about. Literally, you probably touch like thousands of bacteria every single day, and you're probably fighting a virus and a bacteria now at the same time, but you're not noticing it because your body is doing it all for you. Your immune system is working for you, and you only notice this when it stops working you know, when the liver is like, fuck you, Susan, I quit. And then you suddenly are, you know, in the hospital in an emergency and getting a liver transplant because your liver was destroyed, you know, or you have to go to a stomach check or like me. (laughs) Um, You suddenly start getting like a bunch of stomach problems and you're like, what the fuck? I can't eat anything without, you know, my stomach hurting. And then suddenly you're like, wow, okay, you know, I really started appreciating the days when you're not, you know, you're not being a bitch to me. Uh, and that's why I've started to say thank you to my stomach every single day. And I feel like that has actually helped. She's not moody anymore. Sometimes, yes, when I treat her badly and give her food that she doesn't like, she's like, what the fuck, Susan? We just made an agreement that you were not going to eat this anymore. You know, potato is not good for you. So I don't care if you want French fries, you're going to destroy me. You're destroying. You're killing me. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be moony for the four ne- next four days. So that's, you know, your problem. But anyway, just, yeah, that's what I feel like. And society really gives or like gives the image. And it's not just, of course, the society is what we build it to be, but it's also us individuals who builds it and who adds up to it and into the validation of what we look like from outside instead of focusing on what the body looks like from inside i know it would also be like tacky to start posting every single day like oh thank you my stomach for not being grumpy today but then again you guys are liking instagram booty pics every single day without really second questioning in it so why couldn't we be instead of posting those booty pics which are absolutely great and fabulous and great if they boost your self-confidence but at the same time when you're like damn i have a good ass you could be like damn I also don't have any single chronic illness or fatigue issue or celebrate the small things that your body lets you do. I know that it's also something that you start to appreciate more once it's been taken away from you, as said. And I know that every single person who has had some health, health issue and their health taken away from them appreciates their health a lot more and maybe gets a different perspective. And I understand that it's maybe difficult for somebody who de- hasn't. De- <laughs> for somebody who hasn't had any health issues to be less self-critical and more grateful for what your body can do to you. But still, it's, yeah. I feel like, for instance, people who are maybe born without legs or without arms or without both can suddenly be so much more happier than people who are in the best shape of their life, who just are incredibly insecure still of their body because those people born without x limbs are have to learn to appreciate what they have and okay part of it is also they necessarily haven't had they don't know what life would have been like with said limbs but it's life is definitely more hard on them and they have to learn to be happy about other things and to appreciate smaller things and yeah I was just I just got so mad at myself and at society but especially at myself for feeling so shit about me and like what I looked like and I'm like I'm getting tears in my eyes right now just thinking about it because I'm like so not like so mad at myself but in a way yeah I'm mad at myself because like literally five minutes before I started crying, I was in the shower, like thinking about how annoying and disgusting it is that people don't praise their body for the small things that they do every single day and that we don't think about. Um, I feel like the most easiest and concrete example is if you break a bone in your hand and then you have to have it in the is it a plaster or whatever you call it, and uh, then you suddenly realize how much you need of that hand in every single day things or uh if you you know yeah if anything happens and then you just like oh wow i really use this like for so many things i didn't think about <coughs> tea break <sniffs> yeah so i want to challenge you guys to think about one toxic trait that you might have towards your body if you have one and it might not have to be right now uh, if you're feeling great about your body, I don't necessarily want you to challenge about thinking about something that you don't like about your body. Uh, just be happy in that moment. But the next time it comes up, when you're having a bad day and you maybe aren't feeling your best in a way, I want you to challenge yourself and to stop and to notice your thoughts and to notice what you're thinking um, to notice what you're comparing yourself to because that's essentially what you're doing and to turn that toxic trait into something something better so each time you think something negative about your body you're supposed to think something positive also about it and obviously if you compliment your inner parts and then hate your outer parts that's not you know necessarily going to help you with your outer part insecurities but for instance uh, me, after feeling bad about the way my back looked today, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and then I started listing all the things that I'm incredibly grateful for for my body and the things that I want to concentrate on, which I've been thinking, like, for so long already, mm, the biggest one being that I can start exercising again, which I haven't been able to do in a year. Uh, last year, at this point, I was walking to the nearest shop and back, and then I had to take a nap nearest shop meaning the grocery store because that's how exhausted I was and now I've worked out three times this week and I may be feeling a bit exhausted right now and it depends so much on from week to week how much my body gets exhausted and how much not but it still lets me do it and it still lets me push through and that's something that I'm incredibly grateful for because it gives me so much endorphins and energy and happiness to work out which I haven't felt in a long time because usually exercise has just made me incredibly tired. And I said, I've had to literally take a nap from the minimum amount of exercise possible. And now I'm starting to go more and more towards what's kind of normal in a way. And that's something that I'm so happy about. And that's something that I wanna concentrate on because getting to exercise and to move makes me feel good and makes me feel happy. It makes me feel confident in my body. And, like, I'm not going to lose weight in two weeks from when I've started working out if I haven't been working out in a year or maybe even, like, two years in, you know, an active way. Of course, walking is an incredibly good exercise, which is also very underrated because there are so many, so, so, so many um, articles and scientific proven facts that walking is incredibly good for your well-being and I think that we can all state that after going on a long walk outside you feel a lot better. Generally, like mentally, I'm actually probably gonna go on one walk after I've recorded this episode because it's getting dark and um I'm gonna go outside when it's still a bit there's a bit of light. So challenge yourself the next time you feel bad about any aspect of yourself, whether when now we're talking about body image, but it could be anything. In any situation, when you're kind of not blaming yourself, but pulling yourself down, uh, start off by thinking of one, preferably two things, to push you upwards. So you can think of it maybe as a flower <laughs> in a way. So each time you say a negative thing about yourself, you're pushing a root towards the ground, and each time you say a positive thing, you start sprouting out from the earth. Now, roots are also needed, meaning that your negative thoughts are also needed in order to fuel those positive thoughts, in order to notice those toxic traits, and to make you grow towards the sun and bloom, you know? Uh, And I don't think that those negative thoughts are something that you should also... Like I either blame yourself for in a way because as said if without those thoughts you wouldn't be able to notice that toxic pattern and that toxic mentality of thinking and it's also normal to sometimes think not negatively about yourself but you, you know sometimes you just don't feel at home in your body on certain days and that's okay uh and that's something that's also very hormone dependent and I feel like it's not discussed enough, like hormones literally just impact everything in our lives, like hormones, uh, yeah, hormones just just do everything, I am, I'm thinking about this one TikTok, but it's hard to explain, it's the Cardi B sound, where she's first laughing, and then she goes like, she laughs, and then she goes, what was the reason, what was the reason, and then she goes, ah bitch, what the fuck, uh, <laughs> it made me think of that, because the laughing part, is like your hormones slightly switching. And then the bitch, what was the reason? Is your reaction because it changes your mood completely and how you feel and how also like your what you look like, what your um just in general body balance goes to imbalance. And then the ah bitch, what the fuck is the hormones just being like, well, sorry, or like, you know, uh being like what can we do? and hormone imbalance causes like so, so much like so much literally i feel like almost every single problem could be fixed with balancing people's hormones and that's a lot how it is also fixed but just hormone balance is incredibly you can't just you know take a pill and fix your hormone balance um for certain like for instance um depression uh yes you're giving more serotonin because your brain when it's depressed uh stops Producing not stops producing, but it produces less serotonin, and the receptors of serotonin are, um, they're just less receptors of serotonin, meaning that you just aren't able to get as much serotonin to your brain, even though your body would be developing it. And a uh, fun fact, actually, I learned this from my doctor that the biggest amount of serotonin is actually produced in your intestines, not in your brain. So, uh you might actually have a problem with your intestines as well. If, you know, you have low levels of serotonin, but that's checked. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, usually you can fix, like, hormone imbalance with just a pill. Like, yes, like, in in a certain way, yes, but it's just, it's like playing with fire. It's incredibly hard to find the balance in between so that it's exactly equal. Like, if you think of um, an old-fashioned scale, when you put like a weight onto the right side and then you put like x amount of whatever like nuts or uh, fruit into the other side until the scale was balanced mm. now you can get it like about to you know the same level but you're never going to know if it's going to be like a kilogram and one gram or 999 grams you know and that's even tiniest slightest imbalance which you can't really even see could cause an avalanche effect in your own body of how you're feeling or how you're looking and I know that for instance for me partly also of I've gained weight which is obviously from the lack of exercise but also from hormonal birth control and That is something that's said, obviously, when you start birth control. And I didn't gain as much weight as I anticipated when I started birth control. But that's also something like your body can change so much faster than your mind uh, getting to adapt to it. And I feel like this is something that's seen maybe easiest in aging and people having a hard time with seeing their body age. Because mentally, you can still be a 25-year-old when in your head you're already 75. And it can be so hard to accept the way that you're looking right now when you feel incredibly young and you look different inside in your head. And that's my biggest struggle. I <laughs> today self-diagnose myself. Uh, a certain body dysmorphia, which is not usually body dysmorphia is when you see yourself fatter when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you're actually really skinny for instance it can be it can be so many different but usually it's you see yourself as bigger than what you are for me it's the opposite in my head i see myself as skinnier than what i actually am and i feel like this is partly because i see myself as the person i was when i was younger when i was more of a child and i'm still adapting to what i look like right now and i feel like from like my stomach downwards i've always been like really fine with it but then from my stomach upwards i'm like whoa like my shoulders have broadened like so much from what they were when I was a kid and me staring at these pictures on social media every single day of people having like a very different body type than my own makes for some reason makes me think that I look like those people when I obviously don't, I have a completely different body type than most of the people I follow on Instagram, most of the friends I follow, and even though I follow my friends, they don't necessarily post every single day like other people do, and I've been trying to find people to follow who have my body type so that I would be seeing them more and be like, hey, that's what I look like, wow, she looks bomb, bomb as fuck, I look bomb as fuck, you know, and um, feel... Like, extremely good about your own body type because right now I feel like on social media we're seeing this one or two percentage of a certain body type, which by the way changes like every few years what that percentage is. And it's really rare that that would sit in with exactly your own body type. And I feel like that's why it's so hard for certain people to accept what their body type is and what it's been like because we're only seeing this tiny percentage of the whole kind of variety around the world. And I feel like right now it's either you're a skinny girl or you're a curvy girl. And I know there's like everything, everything in between, I'm not stupid. Uh, And it's also being more normalized and so forth. But I feel like that's currently what we're seeing. At least we've derived from the 90s, uh, extremely skinny, almost anorexic body type and I know that that's still an issue now but I feel like it's less of an issue than what it was in the early 2000s like oh my god I probably would have had such an issue then or I think I don't know maybe I have would have had less an issue with the body type being what it was in the early 2000s because I was like I'm never gonna achieve that because like I my body type is like way on the other spectrum than these people looking like a washboard and uh being like underweight and stuff um so maybe i wouldn't have compared myself but just focused on what i look like and my own body type and feeling healthy and so forth but now when the body type is maybe closer to mine it's easier to compare yourself to that sorry if you can hear the washing machine in the background i'm washing stuff Hmm. oh yeah i was talking about body dysmorphia so uh, I'm not giving that a label because I don't feel like it's as strong as actually a dysmorphia. But uh, this has been with me for quite a lot of years. And I don't know, as I think it's because, like, as I said, I'm seeing a very certain body type around me. Not just in my friends, but, like, in social media in general. And that body type does not fit with mine. So when you see the same body type around you, and if you haven't, like, necessarily been watching yourself <laughs> naked in front of the mirror all the time you're more likely to be like, oh, hey, that's what I look like, you know? Because everybody around you look the same. So it's, I feel like that's where it's come from, like me seeing myself differently than what I actually look like. It's also obviously me portraying like what I would want to look like instead of what I'm actually looking like. And as I said, I feel like it's completely stupid. Like I, that's why I've been trying to surround myself with people who also look more like me. And uh, I've also noticed that in my friends was like wait like I have a lot of the same body types as my friends also have but I just haven't noticed it before and now I'm like well actually I do like I mean not not I don't want to say compare because that's wrong but I wouldn't be like hey like this is more the category in which I am in and the body type that I am in and then seeing how beautiful my friends are and hyping them up with the same body type is like also at the same time hyping up me because you're essentially hyping your own body type. And I feel like that's amazing. And also, what I also wrote down in my diary is like, how the fuck is me going to be skinnier going to make me any happier? Like, it's not. It's (laughs) A certain weight is not going to be a mark of happiness for you. Obviously, if you're like almost deadly overweight, it's probably going to benefit you to lose quite a few kilograms just to you know probably have the energy to do more than what you would do if you're that obese but those are the complete extremes the same way if you're very um under how do i say this underweight if you're very i want to say malnourished but that's not the correct word if you're very well for a lack of better words for a lack of better words if you are extremely skinny uh, in the negative sense, meaning that you most likely have some sort of eating disorder. Uh, Also gaining a little more weight is probably going to give you a lot more energy because your body is going to have more fuel to run on. But these, as I said, these are extreme ends. Most of people lay in the middle and either gaining a few pounds or losing a few, why am I using pounds? Gaining a few kilos or losing a few kilos is probably not going to make you feel You know like a new person like maybe yes but probably no like you still are gonna have the same issues as before Uh, maybe you feel a little better better about yourself and what your body looks like but probably you're maybe gonna drift your attention into some other detail in your body or you're gonna think that you're not skinny enough still or you're not gonna notice the change so that's why I feel like the most important one is to really focus on how you're feeling and really focus on praising your body and what it has accomplished today. And that's also what I like, I think, the most in one of, um, in our body balance class. Is that the teacher always says in the beginning, or the one who, the trainer, just says that, you know, really listen to your body today. And, you know, just go along with its own limits and don't over push yourself. And that it's okay not to, you know, uh, have the same strength in every single class. And I feel like that's something... That I've tried to hold on to, uh, because you're not gonna run a marathon every single time you work out. Sometimes you're gonna have, you know, great workouts, and it feels like you can run two marathons, and then some days you uh do a warm-up for five minutes and you're like, No, no, today is just not it. And then you take the lightest weights, and even they feel incredibly heavy, and that's just the way life goes, and then you can still be thankful for whatever your it's your body signaling that you need rest it's your body your body tells you so much (laughs) literally i feel like as i said our whole body is constantly screaming like fuck susan like listen and we're not listening. And I would hope that our society would really push us to listen more to our bodies because our bodies have so much to tell us. Our brain is constantly chatting at us and we constantly have thoughts and constantly ideas and constantly things we criticize over and constantly things that we praise over. And there's just this constant chit chat in your brain while your rest of your body is like, hello, hello. I'm trying to get you know uh, a little break so that I can speak. Could brain please stop their monologue for a second? But brain never listens. Brain just goes on and on and on because that's its duty. It's supposed to keep you entertained and, it's, you know, you go crazy if you don't have enough stimulants and stuff around you. So uh, the rest of the body doesn't, you know, they try to signal and that's the way they're signaling is by fatigue, by intuition. Uh, never not listen to your intuition. If your intuition is telling you today is not a good day to work out, and I mean intuition, not, like, you being, like, hmm, I don't feel like working out today, so, uh, ooh, my intuition is telling me I don't want to do that. Or, you know, like, like I'm extremely tired, but, ooh, my intuition tells me that I should work out today. No, like, really listen to your intuition. I feel like for a lot of times when I go to, to work out and my body just says stop, I'm like, okay, I'm still here. I'm not going to, like, leave, but I'm going to take this workout incredibly easy and slow and do the kind of bare minimum and uh, for instance last week in my bar bar class I was like I shouldn't have gone to this class like I was just exhausted from the first minute onwards and I didn't realize that because I was exhausted that day as well but I thought it felt like okay working out is going to give me that energy which I'm lacking right now but it was the opposite my body needed rest and sometimes it's hard to read the signals because as I said your brain is constantly chit-chatting to you so it's hard for you to listen to your stomach when it can't talk to you, or, you know, the rest of your body, because your brain is busy doing all the conversation, so really, really just listen to your body, it has so much to tell, and I feel like you could probably write a whole book about this, with the title, you know, uh, basically of, like, listen to your body, no, wait, that's lame, with the title of, like, <clears throat> uh, what, what your body is trying to tell you but the brain keeps the conversation going you know something something along the lines of that it's like you have literally two separate entities in your body it's you have your brain and then you have your body and as I said the brain constantly keeps up the monologue while the rest of your body is like I mean trying to send this really important signal for the past 48 hours and it's still not going through bitch you need some rest like, we're working overload here. Uh, there's the stress causing, you know, the immune system has to work double. Then you got some freaking virus from a door handle. And we're working like four times what we're normally, like, honey, we need more rest. Okay, we can't run on your usual, whatever, eight and an hour, eight and a half hours, nine hours sleep. We need a nap, like, right now. And I've been trying to tell that we need a nap right now for the past 48 hours. And you're just not listening to me because you think, oh, no, 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 I'm just a little stressed. I'm going to have a fucking Red Bull and uh, continue studying to tomorrow's exam. No, we need a nap. And then your brain is just thinking like, aviation law, aviation law, <laughs> aviation law. What was, what was that in the Montreal agreement? Wait, was it this Montreal agreement or that Montreal agreement? Because there's literally like five Montreal agreements in the aviation law. You don't want to get me into it. Anyway, thank you. The exam went well. Thanks for asking. I don't know. I bullshitted half of it. But um, I feel like I at least also knew a lot to the essays and so forth. Uh, But yeah, that was what my body was telling me and I wasn't listening. Right now my body is telling me that it wants to go on a walk and that it's getting dark outside. And I'm going to listen to that body and go out for a short walk. I also listen to my body and it's saying that it's incredibly thirsty, so I'm going to go and drink some water because I've been babbling for so long. <laughs> But I know this was a bit of a rant, but I really needed to let it out. And I know that you guys probably feel a lot the same and I hope that this really encouraged you to think more positively and to and not necessarily more positively, I just what I really wanted you want you guys to do is to focus and to notice your negative thoughts, because that's the only way to break a pattern is by noticing. And uh, secondly to appreciate every small, single, ordinary thing that your body does for you every single day. Because you might get into a car crash tomorrow and then your body is going to stop doing those things for you. Not meaning that you're going to die. You're just probably like maybe are not going to be able to do the things that you're doing today every single day and that you take for granted. So... That's all I have for you guys today. Um, wow, what a ram. Anyway, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please go and rate it, whatever stars you want on iTunes or wherever else you can rate. I'm actually not sure where else you can rate the podcast, but yes, I actually got a review. Can I continue recording while? I couldn't continue recording while I was, uh, switching between app, But let me retry, this. Because I wanted to read to you guys. Yes, I got a review from somebody of you guys. Actually, this was ring in October, but for some reason I hadn't noticed it until like a few weeks ago when I recorded my last episode. From somebody called IK1994. Hello, IK. Thank you so much for leaving a review. And this is the review. The podcast is about very important and relatable subjects. It is very calming and relaxing to listen to. Uh, I don't feel like this episode was necessarily calming and relaxing to listen to because I was screaming half the time. But, you know, that's life. Um and the audio quality is excellent. Thank you. For me personally, a lot of the topics discussed are something I need to work on, so listening to this podcast is helpful. You're a very insightful and authentic person. Keep up the good work. This podcast definitely deserves a lot more listeners. Thank you so much for this review. Honestly, every time I'm feeling bad, I go and read this review <laughs> because it makes my day. Um thank you. Thank you so much and thank you for everybody who's listening to this podcast. Uh, it's crazy. I've seen that some of you guys are actually from Canada, from Belgium, for all around the world. This is crazy. I'm so thankful for you guys for join, joining me on this journey. And I promise to you, the next podcast is episode is going to be a more calm, calmly talked episode. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this and hope that you guys have a great day and a great week. And I'll see you in the next episode. Also, I wanted to say... Every other episode is taking a Christmas break now, but I will be actually, (laughs) I'm doing the opposite. I've been a bit off, you know, with the recording now because I've had so much to do, but now I'm on Christmas break, so I'm going to try and post uh, an episode every single week. Not a promise, but I'm going to try during the Christmas break so that you guys have stuff to listen to, and I'm on my break, so I have so much free time that I can actually do it to you guys. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.